All right, evening, gentlemen. And first and foremost, crack open your very sexy young Henrys. Oh, no thank you very much. Thank you very much. Ooh, nice, awesome. And also, just before we start, I just I think it should be noted that we're actually recording this the week before uh, Good Friday, that sort of thing, you know, the mm. Easter break. And since we won't be seeing each other for a while, I just wanted to give you guys something. Happy oh, no Easter. Way. Happy Easter. There we go, boys. Oh. Thank you, sir. Thank you very much. Mate, I'm always appreciative. When you open with that, I thought you were going to give me a ring and get down on one knee, but that's okay. You know what? Chocolate. A chocolate bunny he has given us. Yeah. Very happy, Patty. Cadbury's dairy milk. So, you know, no no, no price. choice. I don't know what, what I was about to say, but yeah. No, no expenses. I mean, you guys are already <laughs> married <laughs> anyway, so it doesn't really matter. We are, we are. Oh, man, I didn't get you anything. Now I'm going to get you something. Don't oh, you worry about this, you, Patty. Thing. I get you. I, I don't, I, you don't get a gift expecting a gift in return. You get a gift because you want to give something. Clearly you haven't been to my household on Christmas. Three, two, one. Start the podcast. Howdy and welcome to Beers with Engineers. A podcast by Engineering Dads, where if it looks stupid but it works, then it's not stupid. Hurry up! Here, three blokes, Sean, James, and Patty, talk all things engineering, science, tech, maths, movies, entertainment, and news related. I swear I'm going to lose it! Anyways, sit down, relax, crack open a drink, and enjoy the episode. But we'll, we'll dive straight into it, and the one who will lead us off here in this charge, this, um, this sprint... If that gives a hint, James, give us a rundown of what our topic is today. So I um went down to Melbourne over the weekend for the uh, Formula One racing, and in that process, Sean was like, "Hey, maybe we should do a podcast on um, the F ones, and you know, pretty much talk about any engineering concepts related about that. Keep mm. on a lookout on what you find because there's a lot that goes into it, like electrical, aerodynamics, mechanical, software, mechatronics. It just the list goes on. So. There's a lot that we're going to get into today about the F1s and the F1 racing. But firstly, I want to start with how we actually got around to the F1s and how we got there from the CBD. So, you guys remember when we were in Japan? Oh, did you guys know we went to Japan, by the way? Did we? Wait, 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 hold on. I got a a sound uh, effect for this. Where is it? Uh, Here it is. That was supposed to be a katana of Japan, but I don't have the Japanese national anthem on the soundboard yet. And remember how we got those bikes that let us ride around like the cities and whatnot? Oh, the like, e-bikes. On. Oh, yeah. So good. I love those e-bikes. Very fun. Very fun. Yeah. So one day we're walking around. We just got dinner, went to the 7-Elevens and whatnot. And then we found these like orange scooters on the sidewalk and we're like, oh, what's this? And at this point, we hadn't even thought about going to the track because it was Thursday. It was day one where mm. they're just doing the S500s, which are like the, um, sorry, the S5000, which are the, like the lower class of the Formula One. Um, and then we said, you know what? Let's, let's see what these are all about. Downloaded the app, got onto them. They were electric scooters that came with a helmet. So we're like cruising around the city of Melbourne, 45 cents a minute. Like, let, let's just check out town. And before we knew it, we just started hearing this like, because like the V8s are racing at the time. And we were Wait, like, make that sound effect again. James, that was really good. Hey, was that better that, that time? That. Wow. wow. Lots of time in lots of time in the making. I love how you're making it sound and speaking at the same time. <laughs> Anyways, continue, continue. <laughs> um, the skill level is outstanding. <laughs> so we we hear the sound and it's like that's that's the sound of cars. Like we just headed in that direction, <laughs> oh, and really? before we knew it, in the city on roads, you heard cars. <laughs> Sorry, continue. Like loud V8s. And before we knew it, we're at Albert Park, which was the track. So. 
we literally like instead of getting we got the tram a few times but to mm. save money on ubers melbourne just rolled out their like lime and Neurolink um electric scooters which was a very handy way of getting around to the f1 because the track was like like 30 minutes to walk around the whole mm. thing so if you wanted to go from a different gate you just exit and then yeah. go around and you're there so that was the first part so anywho i thought it was really exciting but we should get into the depths of this. We should get into talking about the cars and the F1s. So, yeah, as most... Yeah, like, yeah the, the only thing... I, I found out about it like a few days ago, and they said it was like the biggest race ever. And it was like, I don't like I don't understand how it could be the biggest race ever in Australia or whatever. Well, basically what happened was is um, there's been two years since we had an F1 in Melbourne because of COVID. The first mm. year it was cancelled, literally the day of, and last year it was cancelled. And they just released a little documentary series on it. And everyone got amongst it and really fell in love because the documentary mm. was awesome. You watch this and it really like gets you into the F1s a lot. Um, so, and obviously they did some track changes as well. So they've actually widened the roads and they got rid of two of the corners. So basically to allow for more overtaking, allow for pretty much a more entertaining race. Mm. In my opinion, I didn't, I thought it was a cool race, but it was also kind of boring. It was a like, timed one, right? It was all about pole positions and whatnot. Well, basically, what they got in the F1s is like they got the three practice rounds and a qualifier. The three practices are literally, as it's self explanatory, just to warm up. Mm. Um, they get some of the younger drivers in there to replace some of the main drivers so they can get a bit of exposure to the crowd, expose the track for one day when they take over. And the qualifier is when everything counts. They basically have Q1, Q2, and Q3. And then the bottom five time people get kicked out of the race in each qualifier. So, you're left with 10 by Q3. And then those positions determine where you start in the pole. And obviously, this year was Charles Leclerc, go Ferrari, Forza. Very happy about that. Was in the pole position by Mm. eight seconds and pretty much led the whole race. Always going for the Italians, aren't we? I was born into it, mate. Didn't really have much of a choice. Well, look, Daniel Ricciardo is Italian. He's Australian, but Australian-Italian, so... Mm. Ricciardo, a very strong... uh, Ricciardo, Eastern European name. Sounds Cuban to me. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds Russian, yes, Ricciardo. Oh, yes, Ukrainian, yeah. Um, And what what I found amazing about the track change I was talking about is, like, in the past, around the corner, um, you get a speed of 150 kilometers an hour, 149 to be specific, mm. and that's still pretty fast that's turning at the corner. Then, and that's the minimum speed. The minimum speed with the widening of the track this year was 219 kilometers an hour. See, Whoa. I don't know if you guys can imagine, like, just watching these like six mm. cylinder. It used to be 12 cylinders back in the day, but obviously, like, sustainability and whatnot. Um, yeah. Just seeing these things fly around the corner, and I was actually telling Sean about this kind of like earlier. Uh, there was one of the um, the speed tests was the E Porsche EV versus Jamie Wincup. Um, then it comes Holden and then also mm-hmm. um, and also the a Toyota Yaris up Toyota Yaris <laughs> and just watching this EV take this corner was just crazy you just see this thing doing 220 kilometers an hour around the corner and you just hear nothing but <sighs> it was just like a break in the wind you would have loved it eh? yeah I would have the, the Taycan is actually pretty good for his performance electric vehicles a stock standard it's like 0 to 104 but I mean my dad's car's faster than that I'm not joking wait so are all the were all the cars that were racing that day, are they all electric? No, no, just that no. one. No, but there is actually a series called the Formula E, and that's like electric um, yeah. EV, oh, okay. like Formula One style actually, cars. Yeah, speaking of the, the Formula E, it's reaching almost the same speeds as the F1. It and is, it yeah. did it within five, ten years when the F1's been around since like the 60s or 50s. Oh, no, it's been way longer than that, I reckon. Yeah. At least the 40s or like at least not early 19... Well, when were the cars, firstly? When were the cars made? But the first car was like 1890 or something. Oh, probably. Probably, yeah. probably. I would say 20 years after that, I would suggest. Yeah. Well, if we're talking F1s, we're looking back to like 1960s when they started getting those things mm. off the ground. Very, very impressive. Like, 
pieces of kit. Like these are little toys. Like you look at these yeah. things, they're just toys on steroids. Like they're such a simple little design. I'm talking from the engine to the body and the wing um, and the air intake, which is like this literally this little hole on the side of this little go-kart looking thing. It was ap- absolutely insane. But um, yeah, like with what I found actually amazing about this place was the track simulator. So they had like a track simulator there that people could use for $100. I didn't use it because I thought mm. it was a bit exy for what it was. But a lot of people thought it was just like, most of the people that I spoke to were like, oh, it's a little thing you can get into. It's a bit of a game. Like, mm. it's actually not a game. Like, the what they're doing now, the Formula One drivers are using this track simulator. It's like the next step in aerodynamic engineering and also mechatronics is what they've done is they've taken data from real life racing and compared it to the data on the simulator mm. to try and use some corrective action to actually allow people to train for it. Because what we actually have as an issue for F1 driving is how do you get into that as a kid? Like most it's a pro- very expensive hobby, it, isn't it? it? But like like most sports these days, like if you're a professional boxer or a professional surfer, like you can do that thing from a kid. You can't like drive F1s from a kid. Like you can't drive those high-speed go-karts. You have to be born into your family. Like True. you have to have your True. own track. But now these simulators, in my opinion, are opening up a realm of opportunity for young drivers. They're yeah. opening up a realm of opportunity for people to get into the sport and actually excel and get better. And it was just amazing just seeing this thing in action and how like how it actually replicates the wind speed, like the direction, like how the car reacts, how you can test it for new parts. So me being a little software nerd, that was probably my favorite thing of the whole like new Grand Prix experience. You kind of describe it and I feel like it's sort of like the uh I'm gonna mention the Mandalorian for you, James, because I know you love that show. Oh, it's, but oh, you know yes. but you know how like the the way they shoot the Mandalorian is on like this It's like a 30 by 30 meter screen. The entire series Mm. was filmed in a tiny little box, indoor and outdoor scenes. Incredible. Same for Book of Boba Fett too. So so there's like, I guess there's like probably a circle, maybe, maybe 10, 10, like 10 meters radius or whatever. I don't know. But but after that, all these screens, I assume this is the way they do it for the, um, like the training simulator where it's like, you can see like, there's like a 360 degree of everything around you on the track. It, I don't think it was 360 degree. It was kind of just one massive screen in front of them, but you had like a very specific point of view angle mm. on, on, on the car. So you could see exactly where the car was going to go and how it would react. But what I found, other than training young drivers up, what was actually amazing about it is it, it economically makes sense, right? Because these things, like, can you guys actually guess how many components an F1 car needs? I would say 50. Higher. 1,500 p- Higher. Two and a half thousand? A million. Higher. Lower. Oh. Patty. That was the five of oh, three thousand pieces. Fourteen thousand five hundred components. 14, individual components. 000. Technically I was closer. No, you were not even <laughs> <laughs> you're, off by a, you're off by a factor of a thousand there, brother. Uh, <laughs> more than a thousand of them. A factor of a thousand. Yeah. I don't know what that means. What a factor. It's like you're one hundredth away while I was like one quarter of the way away. Oh, okay. Yeah, anyways, the point being is... I'll tell you, there's an insult now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so, like, imagine, like, the amount of money they would save on buying components Mm. because they need to test new ones out. And it's, like... Well, it's it's not even that, right? So, like, the the tyres, super expensive. They last not even the race. The brakes, worn out like crazy. Very expensive. Heavier than a standard, like, sports uh, braking system. Some of the components that you have to replace immediately. And also, if you get into a crash, boom, car's gone. You cannot drive again. Very Mm. few components can be salvaged from a crash. If that, because it's now been in a crash, you don't want to touch. I mean, mean, the the, the one thing that you want to salvage from the crash is probably the driver. 
probably. If, if such, a, such an engineer is like, yeah. nah, no, no, the, no, no, the, no. The car before the humans, yeah, yeah. obviously. The, the, the price of a human. You are the people depending. that are going to create the Terminator world. Like, you're going you're to create the fucking computer that kills everybody. Look, you. If, yeah, it's, yeah. if it's Max Verstappen from Red Bull, I agree. Let's salvage the car before the driver. <laughs> Dude, he, everyone was like, literally, I'm sorry if you're a Red Bull or a Verstappen fan, but he's literally a cocky bastard. So, like, when they do, like, when they do, like, the pre show, everyone driving around in, like, the little, um, the old. Corvette style cars Everyone's like waving Yes let's go Like Verstappen mm. comes through And he's just like Everyone's like Filming him And he's just like nah And what I'm doing now Is like a hand movement Like now put your phones away I don't want to Don't oh, want you guys geez. recording Like he's just such an mm. Such an arsehole Almost almost, but, almost like a dig At the uh, the Queen's wave You know Like yeah. a little posh like, Nah yeah. My favourite yeah. part of that whole race Is that at this point I was actually in the line For drinks at the time Because it was like Halfway through the race So mm. I was watching it On the big screen Because where we were You can only see like When the cars were coming Around the corner so I'm literally in the line for drinks and Ferrari's in the lead by about eight seconds and Verstappen's eight seconds, obviously behind, mm. um, in second place. And I'm like, shit, he's probably going to get him on like a DRS around the corner or something like that. A DRS? I'll get into that. It's my, one of my favorite things of the whole race. And then I like look down at my phone and I just hear this like about 30,000 people in the location go, oh shit. And I look up and Verstappen is like gone, did not finish from the race. He's like, Ooh. car has just been like pretty much fucked up. He's gone. And I was just like, no way. And like two of, two of my friends that I was with were massive Verstappen fans. And oh. I could just feel their pain. Anyway, I got back to the hill where we were sitting and both of them were just asleep on the ground. It's like, no, we want to go home. Mom, please. <laughs> we don't want to. We don't want to. We have this. Verstappen at home. No, <laughs> no but, well, I think like the, what, what you're describing, the fact that you only really see the cars for like a split second before they you know they go away. And mm. there's only like, I don't know how many, how, how, how many Ks is the actual track? Five Ks and they drive in, in on race day. They drive about three hundred Ks. So three. So what's that like? Sixty laps. Around. 60, thank you. Thank yeah. you very much. <laughs> so they're doing that six. So you basically see maybe a good minute of the car the entire race. If you're not looking at the actual screen, if you're just like looking what's in front of you, like a football game or a soccer game or something, and you actually just like you can see the action that's happening mm. in that sport, but with the like with the cars and stuff, you only see it realistically because in the NASCARs you can see. You can pinpoint where they're going because it's literally yeah. going in a giant oval, which I cannot stress this enough, is fucking boring. Mm. It's so boring. It looks so boring. It's like, I'm just looking at, like, I get it, fast cars, adrenaline. Like, oh, yeah. Maybe yeah. maybe in the flesh, I'll be more, more adrenaline-fueled. It's the environment, though, right? Yeah. yeah. But, well, you, but, you, keep, no, but keep in mind but, these- like, but actually watching it on TV, it's like- no, it's like I can barely watch cricket on TV. I need to be there in person, actually enjoy it. But that's what James is. He went in person. But the, you keep, yeah, I'm, that's what I'm saying. But obviously, you're not going to watch it. Keep in mind, pads, is these like cars are averaging about one minute and twenty seconds a lap. So like by the time you've seen them come past, and you look up at the screen, you check your phone, you start recording, they're already coming back around. So mm. it's very, very snappy. Unless they're doing pit stops and whatnot. Mm. Um, you actually mentioned the tires when I was talking about the simulator, and this is something I wanted yeah. to get into because. I, this is what I found really amazing about how they do pit stops and whatnot, which I'll get into after the tyres sort of segment here, is they kind of have five different tyre styles and like they call them slick compounds that they use mm. and one being the hard, one being the soft. And what you have with the hard tyres is they're really, really durable and they last the whole race, but the problem is they're less grippier than soft ones, so they don't go as fast. On the other hand, you got soft tires that have a lot of traction, and um, but they don't last the whole race because they just have that wear and tear. And then you have everything in between. And what I found amazing is during like the race, they could change out the tires, so you could have like a bit of a strategy. 
You could go, oh, let's right. start with a hard tyre to get me, like, through the race. And then halfway through, let's go to a soft, like, swap them out. And then we'll get our speed on sort of thing. Yeah, so right. Everyone mm. sort of had their way of doing it. But I found, like, the sort of overtaking and the pit stops, how they did it was they had, like, the undercut and the overcut strategy. Whereas undercut is, like, you'd be tailing behind the person in front of you with hard tyres. You'd quickly go for your pit stop, have soft tyres come out of it. And then before you know it, you're in front of the, like, the car in front of you because you have oh, enough time to catch right. up. Whereas an overcut is like you're seeing the person in front of you goes for their pit stop. Yeah. You literally follow them to the pits. Go, I need to stay on the tower the whole time. Yeah, right. And I like, get them at the perfect corner. So mm-hmm. when people say like racing's just boring to watch, it's like when you know what strategies they're using yeah. and the whole time you're like, oh, when's, when's he going to go for it? When's he going to go for it sort of thing? It keeps yeah. like the... The excitement and the adrenaline. Mm. I don't. I do not deny there's strategy involved. There's strategy yeah. involved with everything you do. Even ping pong players. Like, oh, there's, the a lot of there's a lot of strategy in that. Like, there's a strategy in every. Even like, what's that? Uh, I'm trying to think of the one that everyone always makes fun of the Olympics. Is it like no? Um, the curling. The curling. Yeah. There's, 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 As a Canadian, I take offense to that. <laughs> well. Prepare for another offense. Oh, okay, just, <laughs> no, it feels like there's obviously going to be some strategy in that, but with the um. I feel like with the racing, mm. it's more like I don't see the excessive amount to pay to actually just watch it. Like that sort of like when I can just watch it on a big screen or something. So if, yeah. as like, obviously I'm not I'm just not paying for that. I'm paying for the environment yeah, that exactly. I'm around. So you, it's like you're pretty much like the price we paid is pretty much less than what you pay to go to a music festival. And that being said, it was a music festival. You go there right after the races. You had we had Peking Duck play. Um, we had um, Chillin' at play. Sorry, not Chillin' at Bliss, Bliss and Essa. I wish it was Chillin' that would have been yeah. awesome. I'm thinking of another festival later in June. But, like, <laughs> the atmosphere is so good. Like, you 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 finish the races, the, you start seeing the sun come down, you go to the middle cocktail bar, get an espresso martini, head over to the stage. And it was just that, like, day after day. So, you would... This is just a massive excuse just to get pissed, wasn't it? Like, it's very clear. Oh, it's for sure. Oh, 100%. I really want to go to the Bathurst 1000 for this exact reason. You know what a rule they put in place? You can't bring in more than one case of beer a day. Who the hell is drinking one case of beer a day? (laughs) Yeah, Paddy's putting his hand up. Paddy is. It's like my hand has gone up and my finger is pointing at my head. Yes, exactly. While we're on this topic, and kind of break it up a bit from the cars, is I was really disappointed in the venue resources. eh? Like, Mm. it was absolutely terrible. They had like... It's 400,000 people. It's well, hard to manage. But, like, it's, it's, it couldn't have been. They had three people max per bar, and they oh. had about seven bars. So, that's 21 staff to serve beers to 400,000 people was just absurd. Like, there was... I used to work at one of those, actually. Yeah, and, like, this... No, no, the, not, not behind the bar. I used to work as the, uh, the guy that would uh, designate the cars in because you see, like, there's actual... You can actually drive up in some, on some of those locations. The one, there's one in Penrith. It's like, it's like west uh, yeah. west of the city, and you can just yeah. drive your car. So you can like really, you can either stay in your car or you can get out. You know, put put some chairs up there so you're right front and center. Yeah, on, yeah, on, yeah. The, uh, on the thing, and geez, you don't want to you don't want to mess with those people. No, nah. no, don't want to mess with those fans. No. Nah. Why is that? They just very like serious. They want to be in the action. They're well, very that, paying a lot of money to be there. It's more like I need to like park them in, and everyone just is so enthusiastic. It's like, oh, come on, hurry up, hurry up, and they get. It's, it's probably, probably because, it's because they're at, they've been in line for a while. Plus, they're at the races. So they have that adrenaline of like, oh, I also want to be a driver. So it's like, yeah. the one guy sped up and nearly hit me with a car, and I had to like, I. <laughs> you smacked the car. Is I this sm- why you no longer no, work there? <laughs> I, I smacked the car, and 
I was definitely in the right because oh, yeah, it sure. was literally about. I had to jump out of the way. I smacked the car. I was like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> I didn't say that because I was on the job. I was like, "What the hell? What are you doing?" And it was like, "Oh my!" Watch your language. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "It was very apologetic." And I was yeah, like, yeah, "Mate, yeah. okay, just literally just wait." Like I have, yeah, yeah, yeah. there's twelve people in front of you. Just wait a second. Mm. I really want to keep talking about the whole pit stop situation here because pit stopping is probably the most coolest thing in all of F1 so racing. Great. Like, can you guys guess the um the the average time it takes for a pit stop? About a second. Three and a half seconds. You're, Sean's pretty much spot on between <sighs> two guess. between two to four seconds. Woo! So the fastest like pit stop was um Perez, which is the other Red Bull race, so he got two point two seven seconds in this Jesus. race. But the fastest one they ever got was in twenty nineteen when Max Verstappen got about one point Eight seconds in a pit stop. It's just fucking crazy how like generally like, generally pit stops you take between twenty to thirty seconds if we're yeah. looking in the past because you know. But are they Guido from Cars? That's no, the question. Well, well you like, need pretty, it much, in pretty much, pretty much. Yeah. Solo team does it in three seconds like that. Yeah, like, yeah. that's a good snap. But yeah, <laughs> thank you. I tried. The, te- the technology they use is crazy. Like, firstly, the drivers have a button on their cars. It's literally called pit stop mode. That when they drive into the pit stop lane. They press the button and it automatically like, limits their car to 80 kilometers an hour, mm. which can get penalized if you don't do. But I just found it amazing how like efficient it was. They drive in and they have about 23 staff. Like They use a yeah. $300,000 jack to get the car up. Yeah, well, it has to be oh, quick. And the, has jack, to the, the jack goes up <laughs> just, like, yeah, yeah. Very, straight away. Because so, there's one in the front, one in the back, and there's three people per wheel. Actually, right? I did, I, exactly. There, yeah. there was a video circulating online about one of the pit stops and I think it was I don't know what the team was but they were in yellow and car drives by he quickly runs out because and the the car he's supposed to change nicks him and he goes kind of goes flying but he's still he's still running towards his yeah. job he has one job to do he's gonna fucking do it yeah he's got like, three seconds to live his that is life. that yeah. is the definition of like you know he knows his job. He's got. He's got to do something. You know, it's yeah. mission accomplished. Well, they, well, they, well, these guys have Big to train. Fan. They actually train yeah. for this specific As thing. It's like, oh, it's, right, so, it's speed. Their, their job is eight hours of them just repeating the same thing. It's like, all right, you're putting the lug nut in. Literally, you're going in and you're coming out. Like, it's like a dance move for them almost. They're mm. literally dancing to get it right every single time. Because I don't know who it was, but if you're off by like two seconds in a pit stop. You will get sacked on the spot. Yeah. They will literally boot you off site straight a away of, because of a lot of choreography isn't done. Mm. Like that's a fact. I remember seeing a picture online and confirmed this is true, James. That there was uh, one of the pit stop teams was under twelve years old. There was some kids that were doing it because they were really quick and get their hands around it. Really, they had small hands so they could get around it. Is that true? I'm not sure. I'd probably assume not because it's that's pretty like hefty giving kid twelve year old kids to do such a serious Actually, job like that. Like on that twelve year, how much do like how, no? Uh, how much do they weigh the actual um uh, like the jack? How much does the uh, the tire weigh? Like because oh. I feel because I I always see it bounce off, and I feel like oh something that bounces like that can't be that heavy. So well, no, the reason they bounce is because they have a lot of friction to the road, so there's mm. a lot of stick, and they have the ability to bounce quite high. Even even if, if they weigh more, they're going to bounce sort of more intensely as well because mm. of like the vibrations and whatnot. But yeah, I'm not sure how much it weighs. I don't know how much I'd estimate as well. I'd say a couple of hundred kilos would be my guess. But For one tire? I, I reckon. No, yeah. it wouldn't be that much. Or like, no. what, you reckon like 80 kilos? I, I did a little bit of research in this for a later part of the segment, but I'll, I'll hold on to it. It's not, a, it's not that heavy. Just, it do it, heavy. Just, just do it now. We're like, we're like, oh, 20, we're like 20 minutes in, bro. All right, well, I'll do this. And so, um, ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to introduce you to the next F1 quiz. 
Uh, Patty, can you put some like quiz music in the background for this and post? No. You'll be a darling. Thank uh, you. Thank you. You're All welcome. right. So yeah. for this section, I'll be asking you both different questions. I'll be pointing to you. And um, I'll, I'll say who I'm pointing to, by the way, for those who aren't seeing my hands, which is everyone. Um, quick questions about the F1. Some of them are more technical. Some of them are historical. So I'll bounce between uh, the both of you. Um, so first one is to Jimmy. Which country first used the term Grand Prix to describe a race? Monaco. Oh, can I... Can I... Paris? Oh, France. Correct. Uh, Paddy has got... Before up. before we get into this any further, did you guys have messages? No, 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 Sean is also um, went overseas for a exchange in parody. Yes, I'm bilingual. I speak Australian, Bogan, and a little bit of French. <laughs> yeah, Bogan is the obviously the more difficult. Let's one. crack one. I want to talk about. I want to talk about DRS. Okay. So let's keep going. No, no, no. Next question. Okay, what? All right, this one is to Patty. What temperature do F1 cars reach at maximum sustainably? Yes, I'll give you three hundred degrees. No, no, no my no. kettle's like no, no, my kettle. I'll give you plus or minus hundred. I'll give you one more guess. One fifty. No, no, definitely not, James. I don't know. Sustainable time, like if you go above this temperature, the the, the brakes will break out. No, I quickly. remember hearing about this at the actual race. It's lower than what Patty said, isn't it? Not even close. I said oh, one guess. I also said three hundred. Yes. Are we in the thousand range? Are we in the thousands range? Give me a number, please, good sir. I'm gonna I'm gonna estimate near four thousand. <laughs> no, no, no. It is one thousand degrees that you can maintain it. Usually, the brakes vary between four hundred to one thousand. If they go above a thousand for too long, they break too often, and you need to stop uh, more more regularly. Yeah, I guess like the carbon fiber they used to build the body couldn't sustain that either mm. after a while. We just yeah. crack over time. Well, a thousand degrees right next to like your leg wheel is gonna hurt. If those have seen the world's fastest Indian, great final scene about mm. uh, tires overheating. All right, uh, another one to Patty. Uh, the nineteen seventy six F one battle between Two Formula One drivers were dramatized in the 2013 biblical rush short out. film Rush Hour. Uh, no, rush, no, just Rush Hour. No, Chris Rock <laughs> and um, no, Chris uh, Tucker, bro. Yes. Oh, sorry, Chris Tucker. Um, who were the two drivers in that film? James Hunt and Nicky Lauda. Correct. All right, over to James. <laughs> Trust Patty to get the movie question. Well, that's why I gave it to him. I yeah. feel like he would know. I that. actually follow Nicky Lauda a lot. He does a lot of good TED talks. He's yeah, like, yeah. he's like, he's like a businessman and everything. That's awesome. Yeah, he's a, he seems like a good bloke, and in the film, he seems like so switched on when it comes to cars. All right, continuing on, Jimmy, how light can an F1 car legally be? What is the lightest it can be? And this is my rule, by the way. And this is why I was going to question you on the ties because uh, ties aren't that heavy. That gives you any hint. I'll give you plus or minus forty kilograms. Why don't I do more than just four hundred and fifty kilos? Sorry? 450 kilos. Incorrect. Fatty. 300. Incorrect. The lightest of the car can weigh is 795 kilograms. Now, this is not including fuel, so you can fill up to a bit more and you top it up to 110, I think, uh, kilograms of fuel in each car. Um, but it does include the weight of the drivers. Now, as people got heavier, they limit that to 80 kilos. So they just include 80 kilos and take that off the car. Yeah. By the way, like the drivers are so skinny and tall. We met, um, I met Mick Schumacher at Urban Surf, actually. Like he's Michael Schumacher. You guys know Michael Schumacher? Never heard of Absolute <laughs> legend. <laughs> Absolute legend of a race. We met his son at Urban Surf. Really like thin, tall guy. Like they're very skinny, eh? Like it's yeah. kind of cool. <laughs> yeah. Like little jockeys for horses. 
Oh, I didn't realize you met him at uh, Urban Surfing. I mean, he's a hero. All right, next question for both of you boys. You have to jump in first. So let me say all four answers, right? Which F1 team has won more World Constructor Championships? Red Bull, Ferrari, Alfa Romeo, Aston Martin. Aston Martin. Ferrari. Correct. Damn. Damn. All right. So this one is to both of you. What is the fastest recorded speed of F1 car? I'll give you four options. 369 kilometers an hour. 354 kilometers an hour. 372 kilometers an hour. Or 105 kilometers an hour. 352. 72. Correct. Oh, 72. 372 recorded in 2016 in the MX Grand Prix. Oh, baby. All right. This one is just... uh, Oh, actually, no. I'll do it the other way around. All right. Jimmy. The Nicky Lauda won the 1978 Swedish Grand Prix. What was weird about his car design? He had something attached to it. It's a weird one. I don't know if you'd know this. Is it? It's not a golf ball, is it? Bigger than a golf ball. I'll give you one more guess and I'll throw over to Paddy. I'm hoping there's music in the background here. No, I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. I I thought it was some sort of ball. Paddy, you want to have a guess? Was it a fan? <laughs> he got it! It's a fan! He no, got- no, because this w- this would have been after his accident. And yeah. after his accident, he was like... He wasn't more cautious, but it was like... I feel like the fan got rid of the smoke because... This is sus as fuck. You no, guys no, I generally didn't. I generally didn't. I promised the I God. told you, I know a lot of... I literally Googled Lauda. this just beforehand. No, I, way, no, you guys messaged no, beforehand. No, 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 uh, no, no, last no. time I gave up, no. I, you roasted me at the end of the podcast because I was just like, <laughs> all right, whatever. Like, No, I swear like, to God, I did not. I promise. You're an atheist. I, I don't believe you. Okay, I swear to... Uh, I swear to Odin. I swear on my dad's car. I swear to Tesla. I swear to the Norse gods. It wasn't true. <laughs> I swear to you, I swear to you. Okay. Um, oh, by the way, this is a quiz from Top Trivia Quiz, F1 quiz and questions. Anyways, uh, moving on. So this one is for both of you. The 2004 Monaco Grand Prix saw the Jaguar Racing Team partner up to promote an American comedy film. Was that film Million Dollar Baby, Too Fast, Too Furious, Ocean's 12, or The Longest Yard? I thought it would be Tally Day Ocean's 12? I thought it would be Tally Day Nights. It would be kind of weird for an F1 car to be supporting a NASCAR film, but... Um, Jimmy's got it right there. Yeah. It is in fact Ocean's Twelve. Um, all right, this one for Jimmy because it's more the, historical. The, wor- the worst of the Ocean's movies. Just it, saying. Yeah, yeah, we we can all agree on that. Yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, the second worst, I would say. Oh, okay. Well, we'll get back. No, to no, no. The first worst <laughs> is the the actual original one. Like, oh, with, with, the fake Sinatra one. No, and, because um, it literally is just, just 10, 12 guys a, nodding heads for a while. Yeah. Yes, it's like an hour and a half of just so people dumb. nodding heads and being and smoking cigarettes and drinking whiskey. It's like it's fucking ridiculous. And, <laughs> oh, then, and then suddenly they're doing the easiest bank robbery of all time. Turn the lights off. Quickly go to the safe. Like, and the no. funny thing was, they couldn't show that they won in the end. In the time, they wouldn't. They can't show that criminals winning. So they literally had to burn the money at the very end. All they yeah. They, because that was the only way they could show that film. They couldn't show the criminals winning in the end of the film. Anyways, um, next question for Jimmy. This one is historical. The first Grand uh, Championship Grand Prix was held in 1950 at which motor track? I'm not giving you help here. Starts with an S. Switzerland? No, no, it's a circuit. Oh, oh, okay. Um... Swinburne Sydney <laughs> <laughs> I wish That would be great That would be so cool They would never do it in Sydney no, no. I mean I don't think we had roads in the 1950s uh, The Silverstone Circuit Okay Now There is um, Spot the lie amongst the following facts There are four facts One F1 drivers pee themselves in the car Two That's true Wait Let me finish um, $150,000 diamond car diamonds will once fit into F1 cars Three, Michael Schumacher won a race while sitting in a pit lane. And four, uh, 
McLaren used the Spice Girls to launch the 1997 release of the F1 car. Hang on, what was the second one again? $150,000 diamonds were once fitted in F1 cars. Uh, that one's false. Uh, what? When, so is it just one of those is a lie? Spot the lie. I would say probably the diamonds as well. Incorrect. They were all true. The uh, actual the movie, the, the Ocean's 12, t- during the, the co-op with Ocean's 12, they fitted $150,000 for the Monaco Grand Prix. However, um, during uh, it, it turned out to be a bit of a disaster because one of the cars crashed. They never recovered that $150,000 diamond. And the yeah. other one is F1 drivers are allowed to pee in the car. They don't usually do it. They try and hold it in, but they're legally allowed to. There's nothing stopping well, them from it. There's a race in California called like the Le Mans, like Le Mans, like 24, like yeah. 24 hours. So you literally like, yeah, you have to, you have to, you have to. Yeah. They eat in the car and 124 knows. hours. No, 24 hours. I was going to say that's, that's even extreme. Um, uh, the other fact, Michael Schumacher won a race. Yes, he actually got a penalty for like uh, a few seconds. Yeah, but he decided to take that. At the end of the race, uh, after he crossed the finish line, so we're seeing the pit line and said, "Oh, I won." Yep. And yeah, the, the McLaren that. did use the spicy girls, which is a great marketing tool. Yeah, right. yeah. That was the F1 quiz. Nice, nice, big fan. I like that, Sean. Well done. Well, yeah. to wrap up, I want to talk about what pretty much made this race, you know, a, a game of um, you know competition is a little like really cool aerodynamic. Um, you know, little segment they have called the DRS, which stands for Drag um, Reduction System. Now, Sean, like being someone who sort of understands aerodynamics, mm. what do you think DRS is? Just think of think of the like name, Drag Reduction System. I have a feeling that being behind other cars, you get reduced drag compared to the person in the front. So if you're leading a, a series of cars, you're at the front of, say, a car behind you, you get somewhat of a bonus from... Um, because the person behind you is getting reduced drag, so they're using less fuel, they're using less of their, mm. their, their car to maneuver. Is that along the lines? You're on the right track, but it's not quite the technology they kind of use. So you only can use it when you're about one second behind the car in front of you. And basically, it's done by holding down a button on the steering wheel. So what happens is, is like when you go around a corner after it's done, you hit a button and on your rear wing, your rear wing usually sits um, perpendicular to the car it actually folds down to allow an air gap between the top of the rear wing and the rest of the body. So the uh-huh. air just goes through and allows the car to speed up. And that's how a lot of the overtakes are done. And that was one of my favorite things of the race is watching a car go around a corner, open up the, the little flap on their rear wing and just pretty much shoot in front of them. Um, really diminishes your ability to take turns. That's why they don't allow it around a turn. You have to actually be behind the car first. Wait, but- so do they, con- do they control it? Yeah, it's got a little... You press a button and you just see this like... It's like a little plain wing how like that kind of goes a bit incline and decline. Mm. It was so cool to watch that in person. You're watching like these cars. You're like seeing so many of them come through and then you just see this like little wing go up and it overtakes. You're just like, damn, that's literally watching aerodynamic engineering like in the flesh. Well, that was interesting. An engineer from Porsche, and they, there's a famous interview about this where he said, the problem with our cars isn't that they're good cars. In fact, they're fantastic cars. They're just too fast. Our biggest problem right now is keeping the cars on the ground. They got so fast that wind got underneath the cars and at a certain speed, the cars got airborne. Now, if you're doing 220 clubs an hour and you're, your car's going airborne, you have no control of what's going to happen next. So they had to start developing their cars lower and shorter. This is why the F1 cars are about a centimeter off the ground. After a while, they're only a centimeter off the ground because they don't want air underneath and that's why there's wind force pushing them down. It's crazy, yeah. Like you, they're literally like bouncing up and down through the whole race. So if you're a driver, the whole time you're going like up and down in your car. Like so, by the end of it, like, like riding a horse, you've got to work out. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, but 
Now, I got this video on my phone. This is my you, favorite there's one. There's no speed humps on the road. That would be destructive. My favorite sound of this whole race was when there were about like 12 cars that went one after the other, like in the third lap. I'm going to play that now from my phone because this was on this going to sound great quality. Ready? I love the little giggle at the end there, Jimmy. <laughs> oh, it was just amazing to see him. Just the inner child of Jimmy coming out at the end there. That was, that was adorable. No, it sounds like a lot of fun, that F1 race. Ladies and gentlemen, that's the F1. We covered quite a bit of content in that, so hope you learned a lot. I hope this gets you to the F1 next year because we want to get this bigger than the South Australian F1 that had. Mm. They're still rubbing it in the faces of the yeah. Melbourne Grand Prix. Terrible. See you soon. Thanks for listening. To see more Engineering Dads content like this, head to our YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok, and I'll link below to see our other projects. Have a good one.